It's episode 107 of what? The Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. With who? Brandon and Brandon. <laughs> Why? Because we want to. How? Through the miracle of technology. Where? Uh, in your living room currently. Okay. To what extent? Well, we'll find out over the course of the next 20, 30 minutes. We took a little hiatus. We're back. Brandon's all like, I'm getting married. And he's like, again. It's weird. I sound exactly like that when I say that because it's that much of a strain on me. You've been married for a year. I don't know what this thing that you're doing is a year later. Yeah, getting married during a pandemic and then having to put on one small wedding and then a larger wedding. Really shitty. Been happy to be I don't a part, recommend it. Been happy to be a part of both. Given that, I just want to say, hey, thanks for, you know. Uh, finding time for our little passion project here. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of passion to be had, frankly. We're going to probably have a more exciting time than an afternoon in a strip club. Have you ever been to a strip club during a the day? They're not very exciting. No. There's like old guys in sweatpants falling asleep. Hmm. And I have to drive them there. Which is what I go to a strip club for. <laughs> for the guys to steal from old guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while they're sleeping. Everybody knows. Uh, wow. There's been so much content, even at a slower time overall uh since we last recorded uh specifically today we want to get caught up with each other and you about the netflix original series season one of shadow and bone is that fair to say that is exactly fair to say i mean that is exactly what's on her our, our agenda right here so i think that's a good summary of the episode uh brandon before we get in it i want i want so badly for people to understand why we do fake sponsors we do fake sponsors because a they pay us and yep. that is nice. Yeah. Um, B we have creative input sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. C honestly, I feel like um, the fake sponsors that we have make can make laugh, lasting life impacts and laughing on people. Yeah. And laughing. Yeah. Life impacts and lasting laugh impacts. Also, all sorts of impacts. A deep impact with Morgan Freeman and Christian Slater. I don't, you know what? I don't remember because Armageddon came out at the exact same time and yeah. that's the movie I remember. I, I bet there are so many porn parodies of Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even have to change the name. <laughs> no, you really don't. Um, so products, goods, and services, and life-changing amenities that are offered to you through uh, us. Uh, you won't hear them anywhere else, probably for a good reason. Today's is very special, especially if you um, have always wondered what it's like to be a chicken. Which I have. Yeah. So enough talking from us. Please give a listen to our fake sponsor, and we'll talk to you right on the other side. Introducing the all-new Sounds of Chicken CD box set. All the sounds of a chicken's life from hatching to being processed, cooked, and eaten. Here now is a free preview of Volume 1 of the 37-volume anthology. It's the Sounds of Chicken. Here we are at Foul Mouth Farm where they bring the foul to your mouth. Welcome to the world, baby chicken. So young, so innocent. I shall call you Becky. Look at you, baby Becky, growing so fast. Nearly 1.76 ounces every day. Oh, happy birthday, Becky. Your first and last birthday. 
you are one month old, which means it's time for you to serve your purpose, to become fuel to sustain the human body for a few hours or so. The frail chicken body may not be able to fly, but the chicken spirit surely can. Now that your body has been processed and your spirit has flown to chicken heaven, your lifeless carcass is ready to be processed, packaged, and loaded into a truck. Becky is a simple commodity at the local Prickard's Grocery Store. This weekend only at Prickard's Groceries, boneless, skinless, farm-fresh chicken breast, only $2.49 a pound, now through Monday. Once purchased, Becky will transform this Florida family gathering. Hey, uh, look at here, this is my goddamn cookout, and we're not grilling any chicken breast, okay? We're cooking ribs, I told you, no. Hey, hey, all we got left is chicken, we're out of ribs. Oh, we're out of ribs? We're out of ribs. All right, pass me the chicken then. Hey, this chicken is really good, but man, I think something is wrong with Uncle Clovis. I know, but this chicken is so tender. Now accepted by the local Floridians, the ceremonial feast commences. Only six and a half hours later, Becky has provided much needed caloric energy to Clovis. Becky's purpose has been fulfilled. And she completes her life cycle. That was volume one of The Sounds of Chicken. We hope you enjoyed this free taste of this incredible look at a chicken's life cycle. To hear more volumes, including titles such as Nuggets, Cockfights, Bestiality, and Clovis Returns, pick up the Sounds of Chicken box set at your nearest Sam Goody record store. Well, I mean, when we're talking about impact, there's nothing that impacts me more than chicken. There's nothing deeper that of an impact to make. Besides a chicken asteroid. <laughs> so thank you very much to the Sounds of Chicken and CD Morgan box Freeman. set. And Morgan Freeman. Who, when- by the way... I'm not going to lie. The announcer in Sounds of Chicken was good. He was no, no Morgan Freeman. He was no nude Morgan Freeman either, or whatever <laughs> you were about to say. When I was a little chicken, <laughs> I broke Andy Dufresne out of prison. All right. What? So we're going to talk about Shadow and Bone. Let's do this. Yeah. Netflix um, is delaying a lot of stuff, a.k.a. And understandably so. It's not just them. Yeah. A.k.a. Uh, the Witcher. Stranger Things Season 4, but this delightful little holdover came to us in the form of Shadow and Bone. Now, I got a little bit of a heads up as to what to expect about this show. Um, No surprise, it's based off uh, a series of novels. Right. But they are young adult. It's kind of like, you know, like teen-based fantasy world. Yeah. Which, I mean, you say teen-based. I actually kind of like those types of stories. But the way it played out on screen, you would never know that it was originally designed for, if not maybe a little older, but still kids. Yep. So my daughter told me all about this. So there is... she read the books before She has read the spinoff novels um, called Six of Crows, which... Oh, I didn't know there was a spinoff. So yeah. um, Because I mean, I know that because when I... She actually showed me that that book itself. So, yeah, and you know what's awesome? So since we, she read, I think, the two or three books that comprise Six of Crows and that little series of books, maybe someday on TV as well, um, and then she has since gone back and, uh, with her birthday money, 
ordered all the original, all five or six or how many of her books that comprise Shadow and Bone. She got them all hardback special edition. Can I tell you, the artwork is amazing. Mm -hmm. You open the book and there's some like really cool maps. I'm like, I want to live in this world. Well, and that's what your daughter was showing me was the map in the Six of Crows movie or movie yeah. book. Yeah. And just like the artwork in that. And it was really, it's amazing. really interesting. And I, I, you know, it's got that Lord of the Rings style feel, right? Where you can lose yourself in this different world that yeah. is sort of, sort of older, but also different with magic and different races and things like that. And um, that's very much the feeling I got right out of the gate with Shadow and Bone. And because of that, and I kind of tend to like that, I, I, I like this Shadow and Bone show from right at the first start of the beginning of the episode, of episode one. Yeah. And I really was into it the entire way through. There was not really a moment in which I was thinking, mm, this is slow or this is not good or not entertaining. There wasn't really almost anything that I can think about that I can complain about. It didn't have a low point. It really didn't. Yeah. yeah, not that we're out specifically looking for one just to have something to talk about, but if one comes up, you know, I'm not going to shy away from it. And, you know, it, here's the, I think the real kind of success of the show for me is I can talk to you about it. Uh, whoever is listening, whatever age they are, thank you for listening. And, you know, maybe you've interacted with it, and yet I can still have an articulate, fun conversation with it, about it, with my daughter, too, who's 14. So it's we like... We should have got her on this podcast. Oh, she would... That actually would have been really cool. She would definitely have a lot to say once she got over <laughs> her shyness. Yeah. And, you know, having... By the way, she's been on this podcast before, everyone. Yep. She's introduced us twice? I don't know. Yeah. I think once, and then we just played it back twice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and you still can't spell definitely. Oh, I definitely didn't spell that right. <laughs> but what a fun show. You know, characters are great. And, you know, and it doesn't do anything super divergent from almost like the, the fantasy, I don't know, blueprint, if you will. You know, we've got a conflict here. It really runs deep between these two people, but it affects everybody. It's a, a dark world. There's magic. There's guns. Uh, there's a crew over here who gets hired for a job, and they have to assemble... Like, you know, a ragtag group of characters, mm -hmm. all with certain skills, all who complement each other. And then they end up running congruently with the, like, kind of... The main character line. Yeah. yeah. And then, like... Well, and I like how they kind of fell together. That, that to me, yeah. is a good story in a way where, you know... I mean, there were things pointing people within the certain directions. But then when they found each other, I felt like the was, story was really lifted because of that. Because you had you had these two stories converging with characters that I really liked. And so then seeing them interact with each other after half a season was was really nice. And it felt well-earned. Like, they didn't just yeah. magically find each other. Oh, ha-ha. Although he kind of did when she was in the trunk. You know, remember she locked herself oh, yeah. away in the trunk. But to get to that point where they're even in the same place with all the different possible routes you can take. You remember the movie Cloverfield? Uh-huh. Do you remember how he has to go searching for his girlfriend mm -hmm. in a monster-destroyed... New York City, and he just happens to find her in a one apartment. Right. That always bugged me. Yeah. And that's kind of like my standard. I'm like, is it just a, oh, how convenient. We just, ran no. So sorry to bash Cloverfield back from like 2008, J.J. Abrams, you know, that I, I hate you for ruining Star Wars, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Actually, it's not your fault. It, well, um, but I just like how everyone complimented each other 
and how you can see the bigger tag team that's going to need to have to happen to now confront this huge threat. Mm -hmm. um, there's words in there I can't pronounce, like the magic people are called, uh, right? And then the... the it's not that I can't pronounce it, I just kind of forget what it was. But then like the shadow creatures that the rift, right? Uh -huh. It's called the rift. Uh, it has created, and we know why now, uh, is the Volcra. Oh, by the way, I guess mild spoilers. I'm not out to spoil anything, but if we happen to say anything, you know, my bad. Uh, the characters, they're young, but they're not too young. They're not like Harry Potter. Yeah, little they're, all, team up. they're all a bit young, like, you know, Kaz. Kaz is, is awesome. Is, Favorite character. You know, he, uh, supposedly really powerful in this world and a business owner. And I'm like, you look like you're 24, dude. Mm -hmm. and so there are things like that that I kind of question. Why does everybody look so young? Is there no old people in this? Um, but it's a fair point. I didn't mind it yeah. because I, you can see that it had that sort of Hunger Games, Maze Runner type feel where you can tell it was built out of a, a, a teen based novel. Yes. Where everybody's younger and good looking. But it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't take screen. away from it. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't make it feel like it's a cheesy teen-based story. It, it does feel like a fully-fledged adult story. And I really um, I really liked it. I really like that. I really like the characters. Who, who we haven't mentioned yet is General Kerrigan, who's played by Ben Barnes. That's Billy. Right, exactly. From uh, Punisher, uh, Jigsaw. Yeah. So he only is a bad and, guy. And he was also in him. Westworld. Also a bad guy. Also a bad guy. He's a good bad guy. It's he, the well, black he hair. Ma he makes a he makes a good villain who who's is motivated. charming. Who, but yeah, but who's charming and good looking enough to be um, seen as good in some ways. Right. Yeah, as evidenced by the fact that he's basically grooming this young woman, yeah. and he's just using her for her power. I will say though that there are certain things about this storyline that were not surprising at all to me. And I'm not sure if they were trying to make it. Well, once again, I don't want to get into spoilers. But there are certain twists, I would say, that the story was trying to pull on the audience. If I may. But it was almost like, you, you know, the average person would have seen this coming a mile away. And so there weren't really any Obvious surprises Obvious isn't necessarily bad if it's still done well. You know? Yeah. Like the ending, I thought... Though I was like, I saw it coming a mile away. I'm like, cool. That's what I wanted. I didn't want it to just end right. how it would have, how it could have, or how they were wanting you to. But if you read between the bylines, what ended up happening, you're like, oh, cool. Sets up a really cool catalyst right away for season two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the stakes are just picking up. This was basically just an introduction, as any first season or episode or whatever you want to say should be, into the characters, the world, the conflict, and where are we going. And it I make, thought it was a great intro. Yeah, it makes me wonder, and I don't know if your daughter has mentioned this, if she's in, you know, knows this, but like, I wonder if this first season follows the first book because you said there was five. I I, I genuinely don't like know. I I want to say five. Yeah. So I wonder five shadow and bone. Books. I wonder if that means that we get at least four more in the story, or, you know, because seasons and movies will do this, where that might be. That could be anything from a half a season. That could be anything from like three or four seasons. In, or I'm sorry, books. I just uh, wonder how much more is already pre-written. I like the, the futurism, but it's not like all like huge buildings and flying spaceships. It's like that retro future feel. Like they're still in like... Um, is it supposed to be futures? I thought future. Future at all? I'm I mean, going with future. Well, I'm just curious why. I have no idea now that you mentioned uh, it. Because there's no technology in it. 
They have gotten. Maybe, yeah, yeah, but guns maybe it's just around. maybe it's just a alternate timeline. Right, and I mean, it obviously has a Russian aesthetic. Yes, it and, does, especially in the dress. But I mean, like, and I, I mean, they have electricity. Uh huh. But besides that, I mean, they don't really have any technology. I, know, yeah, I just, yeah, I guess, I just, I think all of because it is, is it could a, be future Russia because Russia is pretty behind the game. It's not a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, but it's a war-torn yeah. world or region of the world. War folded. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> So yeah, maybe, and I just assume something like that typically is in the future, yeah. but maybe not so here. Yeah. But it has like, they're like, but sir, there's like some horse carriages. So it's just like, it's a separate thing and it doesn't have to like readily say this in the year 18. No, it doesn't have it's to just be like, one thing. It's whatever you think it is. You know, I think about like the Fallout world, right? The Fallout universe and video games and it's in the future, but feels so retro to the past in like the fifties. And there's a whole story behind that, right? Like. Technology never progressed beyond a certain point. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, because we well, shut ourselves down. Yeah, yeah. like uh, semiconductors were never created in that storyline. So the technology that did progress was still sort of old technology that was just progressed in a different way than we see in our world. Yeah. And I love that. And in, in, I love that different world building when you're, when you're creating a story. And um, that is what pulls me in. You know, it's like that Harry Potter universe. It's the... Lord of the Rings universe, it's the Matrix universe, like whatever that is, that's what I want out of these sort of fantasy or sci-fi movies. Yeah. And shows. I think, what, there were eight episodes? That sounds about right. Yeah, and... We knocked it, it out. It seemed right, but I, I wanted more. Good. It, it should leave you wanting more. Yeah. Um, hopefully, oh, uh, my daughter just sent me a, a, a text message the other day with a link to um, Netflix's YouTube page. It confirmed season two is happening. Oh, good. Yeah. So just a nice little announcement. No idea of when. But you or know where. what? I mean, it. it right, I just they're probably where, not course, even Netflix. starting filming yet, right? Because they're waiting until the pandemic is over. So we're waiting until the pandemic is over. They shot during the pandemic. They shot this during the pandemic, or did they shoot it before the pandemic, and then did all the pre-production stuff? If afterward? I'm assuming they shot it during the pandemic. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Most didn't do that because of safety reasons, obviously. So, I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, maybe they did some things during. But it, it seems like there's a lot that was done. They might have just wore green screen masks and then special effective mouths onto them. Yeah, because that would have been way easier. Yeah, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I'm looking forward to the next season. Yeah. I do wish that this first season was a little bit longer. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's a sign of a good show, right, is... is where it doesn't, A, it doesn't wear out its welcome, and B, it makes you wanting more. And that's exactly what this show did. I, I think that there's something about this show that didn't really pull me in. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to see the next episode. But I was very happy the entire time watching it. Yeah. What I was going to say is, uh, eight episodes, I made my daughter, well, we kind of promised each other, okay, we've watched three episodes, and we're not hanging again out again until next weekend. No, don't go ahead. Like, yeah. we promise each other. So between the three episodes and then literally the next weekend, we banged out the... the la <laughs> ah, come on, dude. We finished the last <laughs> five episodes, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> just, it means your relationship. I don't want to judge. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, was, it, it pulled us in. Definitely more so her. Uh, let's talk about characters. Who was your favorite character? Who are you like, oh, that's... 
I'm riding with that person or I, I, I'm yeah. really interested in this character. I really, I mean, okay. So the, the trio of Kaz and Jasper, 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 what's, you know, her, what's the other? Um, and then the, 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 the assassin gal. Anyway, um, that yeah. trio, I thought they worked off each other really well. And anytime they were on screen, I love that, especially yeah. when they were doing some sort of heist or whatever, right? Like they had a plan and yeah. they were executing it. I thought that was done really well. It was sort of this like mini Ocean's Eleven every time they were out doing something and they were all good at what they do. All in all though, I think my favorite character was Mal because he was he was so obviously like in love with the main character, Alina, that he would do anything for her. And he kind of was a badass because of that. It, it was empowered yeah. by yeah. that, yeah. Can I just say, like, the Inej. love stories in this? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Is the thir- the, the gal. The- yes, Inesh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The love stories in this, by the way, are I feel like they're almost all the same. Mm. I mean, Mal and Alina, Inej and Kaz, um, I can't... I'm, the, the, the two... I don't think others. Inej and Kaz is a love story, though. I think it is. I think it's just a mutual respect. But maybe it'll turn into maybe, something. Maybe, but there's a, some deeper care there. And I feel like every love is this sort of... Look, have you ever boned someone? No. Okay. <laughs> have you ever wanted to bone someone? Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to love them to do that. Yes. No, you don't. No, I'm, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Right, yes. I just think they want to bone. I don't think it's a love story. Okay, maybe. Okay, uh, but I mean, there's a there's it sort of seemed deeper, but... Yeah, deep it, impact. <laughs> it's just like, I felt like... Every love story was two people who obviously had feelings for each other, but mm-hmm. for some stupid reason were not actually connecting. And that was, I mean, throughout the entire first season, every love story was that way. Hmm. Right? Where there was always, for some reason, they were from opposite, they're from warring sides, or they are like too afraid to admit their feelings, or whatever that may be. So that kind of got a little old to me. But that being said, I, I did a. I still appreciated the story and the relationships. You know, it's funny. You mentioned there. it seems like there weren't a whole lot of old people in this story. Uh, General Kerrigan's like hundreds of years old. Good point. Yeah, okay. even though he plays young. Uh, you said Billy Barnes. It's Ben Barnes. Just want to let you know. I said Ben Barnes, and then you said Billy because he played Billy, <laughs> the character Billy. <laughs> you, uh, you know what? I'm going to raise my hand. My bad. And I've always told people, if you're going to correct me, at least be right. Because there's <laughs> nothing worse when someone's like, no, it's this. And you're like... No, now you corrected me, and you're wrong. So double stink yeah. on you. Um, um, so well, sorry. I, hey, I, I looking at IMDb. Ivan and Zoya were the other two I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. the the two the other love story. So anyway, what did you think of the characters? Who was your favorite? Oh, Kaz. Okay. He's sharp. Um, he's not physically necessarily the most able, but he never seems outmatched. Um, and if what he lacks in physical ability or a complete lack of magic ability, he makes up for in cunning and a plan. He just, it's hard to out, he's like a Batman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he was. He's always two steps always ahead. Always scheming. Yes. Has an insurance policy. Yep. Even when uh, Kerrigan, you know, confronts him and he still finds a way out. Because I was like, oh shit, no. I'm like, I don't think they're going to kill any characters major. And they're not afraid to kill some of the people. Like, you know, I noticed that. Like, early on, I was just like, oh, shit, that guy's just dead all of a sudden. Yeah. It got dark, too, by the way. Like, some of the violence of was kind of dark. I was like, oh, this is, like, not TV-14 stuff, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. It's just the yeah. first season. 
I'm not reading the books, um, though Faith has tried to basically tell me everything because she's already read them like all twice because she's just super into it right now, which is fun for me because I remember like when I was her age, I was all about Jurassic Park. I read that book like four times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was all about Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, all of it, you know, just getting lost in that fantasy world and characters and picking something back up the second time. So I'm staying spoiler free uh, beyond this, although um, I have like some strong just fan thoughts about where we're going in season two. And I'm really excited to see if that's true or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think this was really good. If Do you want to give a rating or? No, because the paint's, the paint's not dry yet. All right. But first season, so far, so good. And I don't feel comfortable or like I don't think it's rateable yet. Okay. But, like, for instance, if this is any indication, I, I agree with where it's at on Rotten Tomatoes, right? What is it? it on it's Rotten? sitting at, a, like, uh, the critics' reception is an 87, for instance, and the uh, audience is 90. I'm like, yeah, that's, I agree. I'm not saying, you know. Yeah, I would be in the 80s. I don't know if I'd go into the 90s, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't ask, so. Well, and as you your host, because remember, you're my co host. <laughs> so, thank you, uh, Lee or Leah uh, Bardugo. That's the author. Oh, Bardugo. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this into the existence, and uh, I'm glad that uh, it got picked up for an adaptation, and it seems worthy. All right, so that's that's Shadow and Bone. That's our review. We're not going to give a score, but we both agree it's pretty darn good. Heck yeah. And definitely worth a watch, and we're looking forward to the next season in 2025. I want to spend a little bit of time, Brandon, with something that you don't know is coming. Oh, but I want to play like this game of kind of like what's better, okay? I'm going to list Not this game. two competing movies, games, shows, maybe even characters. Is this a right or wrong or just opinion? Nope, just opinion. Okay. I'm going to just give two things, and they're sort of of like things. Don't make me sound like an asshole, though. No, Don't no. phrase the questions where I look like I an won't, asshole. I won't, I won't. I've been doing too much of that in my own life. So lately. I'm going to say two things, and at the same time, we're both going to just say what we think is better. And then we'll discuss whether or not we think, um, in our opinion, you know, if, if our opinions match, then we can discuss why. If they are opposite, we can discuss why. Very good. So let's start with the first one. Please. And then right after I say it, I just want you to tell me which one comes to, comes to mind of that, that is your favorite. Okay. The Back to the Future trilogy or the Indiana Jones trilogy? Back to the Future. Indiana Jones. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You said trilogy. The because Kingdom and Crystal Skull is the fourth movie in the I franchise. I know, and I... And it automatically... Yes. Yeah. Okay. I chose um, the word trilogy. I should have... Yeah. Okay, if we're going... Because I was kind of thinking old If school, we're going the whole thinking... movie profile, yeah. Back to the Future. But if we're just the three movies, then yes, Indiana Jones slightly, because Back to the Future 3 just wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. Well, the, it wasn't bad. None of them were bad. But the first one was super special. Second yes. one was still, you know, a sequel, but... A great sequel, but yeah, third one was decisively like okay. And Indiana Jones had. Um, I think the, Indiana Jones the actually, Temple. Uh, it, it got kind of progressively worse too. Was the Temple the third one? No, second one. See, I didn't like the Temple. No, that, everyone knows that's kind of like the stinkiest one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Though it still was charming in its ways and still mm-hmm. had very quotable stuff. I had the kid. Oh, Doctor Jones. Yeah. That's data. 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 Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. The Resident Evil series or the Bioshock series? What are we talking about? Movies or games? Games. 
Oh, right. There's no Bioshock movie. Yeah, Bioshock. Resident Evil. I, I, and, you know, that was one I knew we would disagree on. Especially because in our next recording, I hope we'll get a chance to mention the fantastic new Resident Evil yeah. Village. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's the Resident Evil franchise is always something that has been something I like, but don't... Here's the thing. If I love. was playing Bioshock in 1996, like in eighth grade, you know, staying up late at night, passing the control off to my buddy... Maybe that would have pulled me in from the beginning. Bioshock, though, you know, has, I would say they're more, I don't know. It just, they're just, They're just, different. I, I recognize they're different. Resident Evil has so much more history to it. Yeah. Um, as far as a, a, a game franchise, it, it's Resident Evil for me. Though Bioshock is incredibly special. And I, I think most people would agree Can with Can we you. agree Bioshock 2 is the low point of the series? Because Bioshock 1, nothing's going to beat it. And Bioshock yeah. Infinite was like, what the fuck is going on here? But in a cool way, Bioshock 2 is like, cool, you get to play as a big daddy. And it felt like a rehash of the first one. It did, but I didn't mind it. I remember playing I it. I just, I can't tell you anything well, that I, I remember yes. from it. And that's the thing. There's nothing about number two that's memorable to me, but I remember liking it. Yeah, yeah. That's Does that fair. make sense? That makes um, it a good, but not great. All right. Here we go. Here's two characters. Scorpion or Sub-Zero? Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Oh. Well, you like assholes, so... I'm not going off of the, the... I'm going off the game. I'm not going off of the movie, right? So... Well, it, the game it, lore, there's lore built into the game and behind the game. Yeah, but I'm 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 backing it up mostly with the actual so movesets and character of... Get over here? Yeah, no, I recognize it. Yeah. Well, what about when Sub-Zero yells, it's cold in here, and then he freezes somebody? I'm, that... So what's next? That happened. Okay. John Wick... Or Taken? John Wick. John Wick. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about that much because that's obvious. Taken 1 was great. It was fun. But then the Taken series after that just went to shit. Yeah. And then John, John Wick, Wick has always been steady. fucking cool. Yeah. Parabellum. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. And, and okay. But see, here's here's the thing. I know. If you said trilogy, I still if I, if I count 4, 5, 6. Yeah. I might have to toss a coin on that, but as a whole, everything, even yeah. though Lord of the Rings really was only a trilogy, I'm not going to count The Hobbit, because it doesn't say anything to do with Lord of the Rings, it says The Hobbit, so mm -hmm. therefore, but I was just uh, discussing with a buddy literally last night, just how 20 years later, we need to do like a 20 year anniversary show, we should do a, like a watch along and just like party and like just... Of Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's yeah. been 20 years this December. And the there's nothing in that movie, nothing that looks out of date. No. But the weird thing is, the Hobbit movie, immediately, Look. like, even in its current date, it looks out of date because they used CG, and the CG wasn't absolutely perfect. So it, there were times where you're like, that looks weird it, and green screen. Victims of their own success, yeah. basically. But, uh, yeah. If I mean, I, that's what happened to Star Wars, right? I love Star Wars, and, you know, I got into it from a very early on point of view, and it's, like, my favorite fan fiction base um but nothing beats lord of the rings movies i think they are the perfect movies except when they go into the hobbits but 100 percent the, the original trilogy I, I'm counting I agree fellowship two towers and return of the king all right next agent 47 or solid snake solid agent snake. 47 for me i i, I i'm not a big hitman guy Mm -hmm. So I don't know him a lot. He seems personality-less. 
and maybe his personality is that he's just such a... I mean, it kind of is. A cold... Yeah. Like, professional. Yeah. Um, but Snake's awesome, and we get to see him throughout all life cycles. Uh-huh. You know, depending on the game, I just have a special place for Snake. I think the problem with Solid Snake for me, Solid Snake is riddled within a very confusing storyline. Mm-hmm. And Agent 47 doesn't really have that because there's never been too much of a through-line story. Yeah. It's just that the character... It's like Bond. The character is who he is, and from one story to another, you don't really have to know the past, right? And so, for me, I say Agent 47. Cool. Except the movie sucked. Movies sucked. All right, next one. Please. Mario or Link? Link. Link. Yep. Link's just cool. Yeah. Mario's classic, but kind of dorky. You know? Yeah. Okay. Do we need? We don't even need to talk about that. No. Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay. Done. Mighty Ducks or Sandlot? Mighty Ducks. Sandlot for me. Yeah, I prefer to be cool. Huh. Ooh. I mean... But, but actually, you know what? So, uh, Mighty Ducks 1 was amazing. Like it really was. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. And then, but then they got into D two and D three. I know. I was. Like, I'm kind of just thinking. Like there the, is no multiple. Is there multiple sandlots? There are. Aren't there? I'm sure there's one straight to DVD like yeah. sequel at some point. I'm kind of thinking kill the that. main. Count that. But for me, Sandlot was one of those that I just see, saw so many times as a kid. I'm still gonna say Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I rep uh, Joshua Jackson. Okay, this is our last one. Ready? I, I want more. Brandon or Brandon? I'd say Brandon. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think we're agreeing. I can't tell. How about this? You say Brandon or Brandon? I say Brandon and Brandon. Uh-huh. Just presented you their 107th episode. But we're... Very nice. Yeah, was that a... That was good. Okay that was segue? a good segue. Yeah. And you know, not every episode like we used to in the past, are we going to bring to you a shadow of the synopsis and or an awesome quote in geek history. But when we feel up to it and it seems warranted, we do. And just happened to be, I was like, hey, I want to do this. You know, summer isn't scary. But I love this scary movie, even though it's not really, I don't think of it inherently as a scary movie. It's just a really well-done movie that's kind of tension and horror-filled. It, it, it's seen in the horror genre. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, it's not conventional horror movie to me. I'm talking too much about this movie. It's The Shining. Um, here's a quote for you. It's not Here's Johnny, because I think that's too, too easy, much, yeah. easy and obvious. So let me just play it for you, and then recollect how this made you feel when you heard it. Okay? Awesome quote in geek history. Initiate. <laughs> gonna hurt you. Stay away from me! Wendy? Stay away! Darling, light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> Stay away from me! With madness and, and glee like that, how could anyone else play the Joker originally? In cinematic form. Sure. Actually, there was the Batman, the series. And, how, and movie. with crying like that, how could anyone play anything Oliver else originally in the Popeye movie? Oh, I was going to say anything else ever, because like, we never really saw her again. I think she, technically uh, Popeye was first. I don't know that. And I really don't care, because that was a horrible <laughs> thing they did. Robin, uh, Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah. I remember liking it, but I was a kid, and I didn't know any better. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that sums up 107. 107, yeah. If you were paying attention. Um, I wasn't. I was passed out the first five minutes of this. You project very well in your sleep. <laughs> I do. 
All right, let's give us, let's give you, let's let's have us give you uh, a way to get in contact with us. We have a Twitter. Uh, make us use it at randomfandomwbb. You can also send us an email at randomfandomcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think of the episode or give us any topic ideas. That yeah. You may have. And let me just throw in. Um, if you want to look up anything we've done in the last five plus years, wherever you got this podcast, check out our archive. There's some good stuff in there. Some of it's evergreen. Some of it, it's like, what the hell are we talking about? Remember when we talked about Biomune like four years ago? We're like, oh, this game's yes, going to be great. And, and now it's already out. And like, no one cares. Already out. It's <laughs> yeah. been forever. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But the way you say it, it's no, already just, out. Means it just like came it, out. It no, just released. Yeah. But that episode we were talking about as like an upcoming thing. Well, and uh, I remember we talked about Atomic Heart. And yeah. So see how wrong like we that. were yeah. about a lot of things in our archives. And we'll get back to you soon. Uh, have a, a nice day. <laughs> right. And thanks for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky, everyone. Bye. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know. So it, it...